I have a new comment from Reading Countdown by Alan Weissman. This book, that um, this is now my third comment coming from it. I highly recommend it. It's about population. Overpopulation is a major environmental issue. Anyone who thinks otherwise, I stop listening because we don't see things in the same way. The challenges to overpopulation are cultural, the issues with religion, a lack of education, lack of birth control. And the part of Countdown that prompted this comment is that he, Alan Weissman, presented research results, as I understood them, that showed high demand for birth control by women. People had researched how many women were looking for birth control globally, and they came up with a number pretty close to 250 million. 250 million women want birth control of some sort, as I understood it, and figure that there's something like a guy for each woman that also wants it. So I think it's, we're looking at something like 500 million people want birth control in some way, some way in order to have sex without having kids and without having disease coming from it. And I, personally, I didn't look at where the numbers came from. I just took it at face value. But I figure that's low because many don't know that it exists or they're swayed by it not being around. So they don't see it around them. So they don't realize that they could want it. I think that if people start seeing people in their, in their communities using it, then they'll start using it more. He also showed results that unwanted children lead to poverty. That is to say, in most places where people live today, which is more increasingly in cities. I'm not sure it might be different in farms or in rural areas. But, or at the same time, smaller families where most people live today, that is cities, they prosper. So that tells me if birth control is available, people who use it will have more money later on. The combination of huge unmet demand that when met leads to money, that tells me that birth control isn't, I mean, there may be these issues, but we can overcome that it may be a moral issue or a legal issue or a religious issue or a charity issue. We can overcome that if we see that it's a finance issue. That is to say, the money comes later if the product and services are provided. That tells me that if someone can figure out the financing, how to get paid today with money that the couple will get later, that should be profitable. I mean, I'm not sure if the numbers would work out, but I'm not sure if people have looked at this. Now, of course, many people may default. It may be hard to keep track of people many years later. And how can you demonstrate that someone using this actually kept a birth from happening when it might not have happened otherwise? But look at how huge the demand is. Half a billion people, if the way I look at it. To top off just not just the numbers, but since forever, women tragically have risked their lives and die for abortions. No products or services have that kind of demand and those kinds of numbers and people going for it that much. I mean, maybe heroin and opiates, which is also extraordinarily profitable. In all environmental efforts, reduction being a major goal and profit coming from growth, getting profit from the opposite of growth is very difficult. Profit rarely comes from conserving the environment. And most would-be environmentally sustainable businesses that I see, they look like I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, I've got this thing. It's a recycling project or it's we're taking plastic from the oceans and turning it into jewelry or something like that. Most businesses, as I see them, look like steam engines. That is, I've talked about this before in other episodes, but the Watt steam engine, it was more efficient than any steam engine before. It looked like it would lower coal use and it did for each individual use, but increased coal use overall because it made coal use cheaper. And so more people used it for more reasons. And most things like electric cars, you, hopefully you know that Uber, people thought, oh, it's going to lead to 
fewer miles driven, less traffic, less congestion. On the contrary, it's led to more miles driven, more congestion. Just like building roads. I saw this wonderful experiment projecting or trying to predict, uh, no, trying to get data for what might happen if we have driverless cars. They gave people chauffeurs for free or something like that and watched how people behaved. And people who said they wouldn't drive more or get driven more did. And that implies, and of course, we'll never know until it really happens, that driverless cars will lead to more miles driven. That would fit the pattern of many, many inventions. Most technological solutions tend to have side effects. Often in this area, they tend to be bigger than the effects. You know, New York City was once covered in horse manure, and that got solved by the car. Well, there's less horse manure in the streets, but the pollution didn't go away. It went into the environment, and now, something like 100 years later, we're living with the consequences. Anyway, I wanted to point out that most would-be environmentally sustainable or green businesses, when I look at them, they seem in the short term or in a small area, they might reduce pollution or protect the environment, but it seems that systemically they tend to increase it, just like roads, building more roads, just like the steam engine, just like I expect the electric car to, just like Uber already has been shown to, and I expect the driverless cars But here's a place where meeting the interests of half a billion people, if that's a finance issue, it seems a huge change in perspective that this could actually make a difference because it could help people achieve what they wanted to and lower their birth rate and live happier, more productive, more fulfilling, more lucrative lives. It would mean that people who wanted to provide family services, they wouldn't have to look for charity or government aid. They would need financing. I'm not exactly sure how the financing would work. How do you get paid today for this benefit tomorrow? As for morals and legality, I think of Coca-Cola showing what happens when profits face against things like morality. They sell unhealthy sugar water everywhere in the world, including parched places that have no water. They charge for it, and people keep investing in it. Coca-Cola people seem to like the brand all around the world, and that tells me that if people can charge for an unhealthy water where people desperately need water and don't have money, that tells me that they'll go for birth control. This could be a major route to bringing human population down to sustainable levels of what I see being something like a couple billion, two, three, four billion. A lot of people say when you talk about population, population is leveling off, but the signs that I see show that we are over-sustainable which tells me that if we don't voluntarily lower our population, then nature will do it for us with a lot of suffering. And projections that people talk about imply that we're leveling off. They actually show growth as far out as I see, past 2100. They're just growing more slowly. But slow growth is not no growth. It's certainly not degrowth. And it's certainly not getting down below sustainable levels quickly. I hope that some enterprising entrepreneur sees this opportunity and meets the unmet demand. There are many successful stories of family planning nationwide that is in other nations, in Thailand, Iran, Mexico, Costa Rica, as well as cultural shifts that weren't intended but just happened in, in Japan and Italy. So lowering populations is not crazy. As, as for the economics, the economics seem much likelier to work in degrowth, in lowering the population, than in the growth economics, which is utterly failing everywhere environmentally, culturally, socially. It's failing in every way, except making a few people incredibly wealthy, mostly who are born to rich parents. So to sum up, it seems to me, reading Countdown, that there's huge 
global demand for birth control, family planning, and there's a mechanism to pay for it, which is to say their future wealth. That tells me that whatever the morals, the legality, the culture, this can be overcome with meeting it. If we can finance this time period between when people use and need the birth control and later on when they benefit from it financially.